Well, hello there. So, I'm back, I guess you could say. I obviously said in the trailer that this was going to be posted, like, back in July, but then all my material got deleted, and I did not make a script, and I was like, oh, crap, I don't, I, I don't know what I said. I literally sat there, and I rambled on for, like, 30 minutes, and then it all got deleted, so I had to go back and make the script, and that took a little while, and then I got super preoccupied with, like, color guard and school and things, but now I'm digital, so I have lots of time to uh, do this, especially since, like, today, for example, two of my classes were like, I don't have anything for you to do, so, like, go off into the world and have a fun time, and uh, then I came here to fix this dilemma, uh, and yes, so finally we have a very first episode of the podcast. Please enjoy. Demon Slayer follows Tanjiro and his sister Nezuko as they seek a cure to turn Nezuko back into a human after being turned into a demon after the first episode. Along the way, Tanjiro and Nezuko become entangled in the affairs of a secret society known as the Demon Slayer Corps that has been fighting demons for centuries. Tanjiro is the main protagonist of the show. He has a bright and upbeat personality, with the thing that stands out most to me being his immeasurable positivity. Even in the face of such a tragedy as losing his family, he continued to be upbeat and happy. Even when fighting demons, he never lets his nerve or his fear get to him. While some characters, shown in the earlier episodes of the show, were running in immense fear from a large demon, Tanjiro stood his ground. Not to mention the way he treats demons when he kills them. Tanjiro acknowledges that the demons he kills were human before, and he has respect for that. He cries along with them, holds their hands, and always respects them as they die, something none of the other characters do. Personally, I think Tanjiro is one of the better main characters in anime just in general. Oftentimes, main characters in animes have this same upbeat, bubbly sort of personality, but they tend to be a little awkward and sometimes cringy, which makes the show hard to watch. This is something I don't really see with Tanjiro, while as in other animes, I can clearly recall moments where I was cringing along with the characters. I can't recall a single moment where Tanjiro really made me want just, mm, want to close my eyes and not watch him anymore because he was being stupid, which is a relief to me because I can't stand characters who feel the need to embarrass themselves every time they come on screen. So I appreciate Tanjiro in that light. However, Tanjiro definitely isn't my favorite character in the show, and he, while enjoyable to watch, is not a character that I would be, like, putting stickers of or buying shirts of, and that's just personal preference, and you'll see definitely along the journey of this podcast what kind of characters that I prefer, and as much as I respect Tanjiro as a character and respect his positivity and his kindness he's definitely not one of my favorite characters but you can watch the anime and decide for yourself if you feel inclined to zenitsu where do i start zenitsu is a very timid or cowardly maybe some might say seemingly cowardly is a better way to put it 
Either way, I find his character very annoying. Don't get me wrong, when the bad guys are laughing up a storm about his cowardice and incompetence and then he comes out and kicks their tails, it makes me shout in excitement. Some of my favorite moments of the show have been when Zenitsu fights. Something about the deceptive air created, where the audience knows that he could easily beat most of the enemies he comes across, but the demons are laughing and cackling, underestimating him. It is pretty exhilarating, and one of my favorite things about the show is, like I said, his fight scenes. They're super cool and badass, so I really like that part of him. However, I find scenes where he isn't fighting kind of hard to watch. He is super negative, but not in a fun way, not like, you know, I'm depressed and I have a troubled past sort of negative, but like I'm whining and crying and I find this constant crying and whining quite unbearable, making him one of my least favorite characters in the show as a person. But like I said before, his fight scenes are cool and I think that's probably one of the reasons that I don't think he's the worst like i've known worse characters at least he's strong and can fight he's got that going for him next we have inosuke the short-tempered and cocky demon slayer he wears a boar mask which i read online was because he was raised by boars it was in the movie synopsis the synopsis for the new movie that came out however i'm not 100 percent sure if that's true because i haven't read the manga and i Maybe they mentioned it in the anime, but I don't remember this, and I feel like if it was that important, they would have talked about it more. So if you find that interesting, that may or may not be true. But to me, when I was watching the anime, it seemed like he wore it because he was ashamed of his girly -er face and how it didn't match you know, his body. And if you've seen the anime, you know what I'm talking about. It was quite funny when he took off his mask to reveal his face, and it didn't match his body at all. It definitely was something you weren't expecting, and I thought it was a great moment because it also kind of showed, you know, expectations aren't always true. So there's that. To be honest, I also found Inosuke quite annoying, but for a completely different reason than Zenitsu, it was because I felt like he was a little too loud, but not loud in a fun way, like, Baku go loud like when Baku goes loud I have a little laugh when Inosuke is loud I put my face to my palm <laughs> like sometimes I wish he would stop talking for this reason I came to like him a lot more after their fight with the spider demons uh, or demon his fight he fought one demon but there were multiple after this fight I'm pretty sure his throat got crushed so he was completely silent which I liked and I also liked how this created this sort of air that he was small not physically small but metaphorically small like he was almost childlike it seemed like he wanted to hide in a corner he didn't want to train he didn't want to think about it he didn't want to talk and it was very unlike him as he's usually very me like I'm great at fighting I'm great at everything and it I thought it was nice to see him get kind of knocked down a peg, not to be mean, but I think it made him realize that he can't win every fight and that not all demons are easy pickings, which I thought was a great sort of character development for him. 
Nezuko is one of my favorite characters in the show. She doesn't need lines to have one of the loudest presences in the show. Even when she isn't involved in a scene, I am always glancing over at that little wooden box wondering if she will make an appearance. Plus, her little, like, tiny person form is super cute. It's probably one of the cutest things I've seen in an anime to date. And we can all agree that it's the greatest thing ever. If nothing else, watch Demon Slayer just through Nezuko because she is such a cinnamon roll. And I don't even have any more to say about her. She's great. She doesn't need dialogue to tell tell you everything. You can tell how much she loves her brother. You can tell how much she wants to help and how good of a person she was before she was a demon because obviously we don't know what she was like before that when she could talk and when she was a human. And we another thing that I really like about her as a character is that you kind of don't really know. You know how Tanjiro is feeling about why, when she got turned into a demon, but you don't know how she feels about it. And it kind of makes you wonder, is she confused? Is she having a hard time? I mean, you can assume. But, you know, from the outside, she looks like she's not struggling with it too much. And it also makes you wonder what's happening in that box. Is she having a mental breakdown every other day in the box? We don't know, which is another thing I like about her as a character. So next, we are going to be talking about all of the Hashira. I'm going to have more in-depth sections for the Hashira that had, like, their moments, you know, and that were, like, we saw a lot of them. So that will be Rengoku, Sainas, oh my goodness, please excuse my terrible pronunciation of these names. I think it's Sainemi or Sai. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sainemi, Shinazugawa, Shinobu, Kocho, and Kanao, which is she's going to be included in the Hashira section because she is pretty much associated with Shinobu, which is what I'm going to call her now because I feel like her last name is harder. (laughs) Anyways, we're also going to talk about Tomioka and Oroko Daki because they were all featured and for like you know they got their big moment and you know about them um i also want to put out there that i did forget most of the hashira's names i only remembered rengoku and i only remembered tomioka because i love tomioka as a character and here's where you will start seeing my taste in anime characters um but yeah so I just want to put out there, they're not very memorable. I can remember some of their character designs, but, like, their names and things are kind of glazed over. And, yeah, that's something I disliked about the anime, but we'll get into that a little more later. So here we are to talk about the Hashira that were sort of irrelevant. They were kind of just there. We know they're Hashira, and I honestly don't know anything about them except for how they look. These other Hashira are Kan Roji, Tokito, Iguro, Uzui, I think, and Himejima. So, again, I don't really remember much about them. I'm thinking Himejima's the one that cries a lot. Again, don't take my word for it because I don't really know. But I think that's the person that cries a lot. And other than that, I remember the girl with the pink pigtails that also had some green in the hair and some funny looking 
bangs. And then I also remember the guy with the snake and the mask, which I really like his character design. And I can't wait to see more of him as a character just based off character design. Because I think he's got a cool character design. He looks like sort of a mysterious guy. And so, yeah. Other than that, I don't have much to say about these guys. I don't really remember them. I just know that they're Hashira. I had to look up all of their names. And I can only remember some of them by the way they look. So they're kind of irrelevant. So we're going to start with Rin Goku. Uh, Rin Goku. I kind of didn't know about him until I watched the movie that came out. And then I was like, ah, so that's who he is. I mean, like, I knew who he was, like, I knew of him, like, I had seen him before in, like, those shots when when we first met all of the Hashira, but I was just like, oh, it's that guy with the weird haircut, and that's how I remembered him. That's still how I remember him. I think his haircut is very weird, and I know it's part of the art style, but, like, I just, I don't like it, and on top of that, I am not the biggest fan of his personality. I found him a little bit annoying in the movie. I mean, I still cried when he died. I'm not going to say that I didn't, but I I think that his character is annoying, um, which just goes hand in hand with the annoyance that some of the other characters give me. I don't particularly love Rengoku. I've never really liked, like, fire powers. I think they're kind of basic, but, uh, you know... He made me sad when he died, so he had that going for him. And with that said, we're going to move on to the next Hashira. Next up, we have Shinazugawa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me if I didn't pronounce it right, okay? I, I, I just don't know how to pronounce these names. So we have Shinazugawa. He, when I first saw him, he reminded me of Bakugo because he's angry and loud and wants to fight everyone. I mean, that's who he reminded me of. I know some people really like Bakugo, so maybe he's the kind of guy that you like too, and this is like your favorite character ever, but like, I just don't like characters like that. I wish they would stop yelling, be a little quieter, not start lots of fights. Like, I'm just, I just don't like that. So for that reason, I also didn't like him. He also reminded me of that one guy from, oh my goodness, I forget the anime's name, but there was this anime and there was a guy and he had a lot of scars on his face and I thought that's an excessive amount of scars and that's the same thing I thought here I thought that's an excessive amount of scars and that either means they're really strong or or they're really stupid because they got a lot of scars but most of the time it usually means they're really strong because this is anime so all those scars probably came from battle and not from like falling into the grass when you were a kid and there so happened to be glass in the grass so you have tons of scars from the glass in the grass <laughs> so yeah uh i guess it's supposed to show that he's like cool and tough and stuff but i don't know i i just found him annoying um and and he was only really a prominent part because of that one time he was like fight me tanjiro and 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 I don't know, when I was sitting there, I was like, oh, the cringe. And that's when I put the blanket over my head and pretended I never saw it. But then I had to watch it again because I'm doing this episode now. So I had to, you know, kind of know what happened. But honestly, all I have to say about that is I thought it was cringy. And I think 
he makes me cringe. I think everything he does is just a little extra. And, you know, extra is okay sometimes, but I feel like in this case, it was just just a little too much extra, if you know what I mean. Next, we have Shinobu, our flower butterfly lady. I love her. She's great. I think her fighting style is probably one of the coolest in the show. I really enjoy it. Uh, you might start to notice over the course of this podcast that I like poison. I mean, I don't like poison, but like I think it's cool when characters use it. I generally like like assassin characters, and I think that poison is just a good way to kill people, and it's pretty darn efficient. Uh, if if I do say so myself, I not that I've ever used poison, but you know, from from what I know, having a true crime podcast, po- poison is. Poison is very effective, and it and it leaves like less room for blood. And also, there's the fact that she doesn't have to decapitate demons, which, I mean, I think that's cool, because I feel like decapitation is a little much. I mean, I get that you have to, but it is it's a little much. I think that their heads just drop on the floor, and then they're just talking disembodied heads. Sometimes it makes it hard to take them seriously because they're just disembodied heads on the floor, and they're talking. And to me, that's sometimes funny. Of course, in some moments, it didn't really have much of an impact, but, you know, there's that. Also, I think that the poison itself is cool. Anyways, let's move on from the poison and stop making myself look like a psychopath. Um, Anyways, other than that, I like her personality. I don't find her overly annoying like I do a lot of the other characters, and I like her character design as well. Butterflies are pretty. And I love the way that they use the butterfly and, like, the hilt of her sword. And I think that's nice. And, of course, that uh, little girl that's with her. I'm pretty sure we elaborate. I'm going to elaborate on her later. But I can't remember off the top of my head because my script is just an outline and I can't see all of it. So I may or may not elaborate on the little girl with the ponytail that's silent later. And you'll know who I'm talking about when you get there. But she's 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 great i like her nothing there's nothing wrong with her i had a fun time watching her every scene she's in i generally love so uh yeah she's one of the better hashira and as a subsection to shinobu we have kanao i think that's how you say her name uh yes uh again i have nothing wrong with her i really like her she's quiet and uh, in the same way as Nezuko, it's kind of charming. Um, however, it differing from Nezuko, where it was like she's silent, but it's like cute, like all her little gestures are cute. I I really liked sort of the journey that you saw of like her and stuff. And obviously, she was cute because anime characters. But I don't think she exhumed that same like cuteness energy that Nezuko did. And I liked a lot more how her silence took on more of like a serious tone rather than like a, oh, she's cute. She can't talk. She just makes funny little gestures sort of way. It was in more of a, she's silent because she's traumatized. And I really liked that. And I liked that uh, she was like a strong, powerful woman, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And I loved the training scenes with her in it. And I loved how they started to be able to like beat her later on as they went through their training and it was like such a big accomplishment and i love how she guided uh the the three children you know who i'm talking about uh through their journey and 
I just really liked her overall as a character. Again, I love the use of butterflies and her character design and how it makes her cohesive with Shinobu, which kind of shows their connection and that they're quite close with each other, even though it may not be seen sometimes. Now we have Tomioka, my favorite Hashira, and this is where you're going to see my taste in anime characters come out. So I really like him. He's kind of quiet and stoic, and I like that. I like that in an anime character. I also think he's kind of cute, which adds to it. And every scene he's in, he doesn't make me cringe. He doesn't make me gasp in like a bad way you know he makes me gasp in a good way like oh my god look at him go uh every scene that he's fighting he's super cool and he ca like casually flaunts his abilities it's like he's like yeah i know what i'm doing but i'm not gonna tell you that i know what i'm doing just watch me but he he's stoic so <laughs> it's not that excitedly it's more like subduedly if you know what I mean. And anyways, I really like him. He isn't there a lot. Like, he's not there very often, like most of the Hashira. But he is, like, the main one you think of because he was the first person that Tanjiro met after Nezuko got turned into a demon. So it was his decision to save Nezuko and not kill her that enabled this whole story to unfold, which makes him important and that right, too. Uh, also, he's a big softy under all that, and I will stick by that, even though I don't really know his character very well. I still really like him, and I want to see more of him in the future, because he is the least annoying character in this entire show, and that is commendable. Uh, other than that one guy that's, like, the leader of the Hashira with the, the scar from, like, his nose to his forehead, that guy, he's also one of the most least annoying characters in the show, but, you know, I really like him. So if you don't, go away. <laughs> Next, we have Uro Kodaki. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, so he's obviously not a current Hashira, but he was a Hashira. And he was like the mentor to Tanjiro before he went to get his uh, demon core ignition or initiation thing. I don't really know what it's called. I can't remember. Anyways... I'm not going to lie to you. I completely forgot this character. I forgot that any of this ever happened. Uh, like the training and stuff. I honestly forgot that the exam happened with the giant demon thing. I, I forgot all of that until I was looking into the Hashira and I saw his face on there. And I was like, oh, there's that guy. What did that guy do? And and so I had to look up which episodes he was in. I had to rewatch those episodes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. This guy, he's cool. He's a mentor. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of all I really have to say, but I don't have any issue with him. He was kind of forgettable to me. Maybe he's your favorite character, and you know what? If he's your fair, favorite character, I commend that because he was cool in all the times I saw him. So I guess he deserves that, but I, I yeah, do. I forgot him. I honestly, I guess for like the latter half of the show, I just thought that Tanjiro was just naturally a swordsman. Like he just did that stuff. Um, I don't know what was going through my brain. I don't know why I never connected the pieces. He obviously had a mentor. This is anime. But yeah, he's Tanjiro's mentor. Cool guy. Fun mask. 
used to be a Hashira. And of course, we have Muzan, whose name I forgot in the last segment, but I know it now, so here we go. Muzan is like the king demon, I guess. He's like the alpha demon. He's the leader demon. He's the strongest demon. He's the demon that turned Nezuko into a demon. That demon. He's got green hair, a very pointy nose, and maybe a family. Was that a fake family in that one episode? I don't know. Also, that makes me curious how it works. Is that other lady, is his wife a demon too? Or is she human? And if she is, how does that work? Is the child have demon traits? Anyways, that whole situation makes me curious. I I think maybe they might have explained why he can blend in with humans, but I honestly don't remember. And I feel like should have been elaborated on more if I was meant to remember it, but like I don't remember it. And I really don't feel like looking in through the whole like fandom page just to figure it out. So um, feel free to yell at me on my Instagram if I'm very wrong about this. Anyways, I we saw him once. He seems intimidating. I love that he has green hair. I mean, it's not the nicest color of green, but you know what? Green paired with his red eyes, I think it makes him very ominous. Uh, like the vibe he gives off. It's very ominous, especially with his little like fedora. I don't know if that's the right kind of hat. His little hat. I, I think he gives off a very ominous feel. And the fact that he has a family too makes it even more like ominous because you're like, ew, that really evil guy has like a family, like something that's very precious to somebody, which I mean, you I'm sure you've seen this in any t- in many TV shows before and even obviously some animes where bad guys have families that they really truly care about. And it makes you wonder why they do the things they do. But in this case, the bad guy's a demon. So I should I be questioning it? Does he have a heart? I don't know. He did massacre Tanjiro's entire family. So maybe he doesn't have a heart. Anyways, we don't get much of him. I don't even remember if he said anything. He sent those two lackeys after them. The girl with the uh, bouncy balls and the guy with the arrows. He sent them. Um... Basically, that's all I remember about him. But I'm sure he'll become important later. So there's that. And this is, I'd like to refer to it as like a bonus section. Because we're just going to talk about the swordsmiths. I think the swordsmiths are funny. They're cool. I like them. I really like that they wear those like masks, those funny little masks. Uh, I think that's cute. I'm pretty sure those masks have some historical reference but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, If you figure out what it is, feel free to tell me on my Instagram because I would love to know. But I really liked that the swords changed colors and I really liked uh, that scene where, um, oh my goodness, I can't can't remember his name. Just give me a second. I'll figure it out. Um, Where mm, Inosuke is cutting those little weird shapes back into his sword and the swordsmith is like yelling at him. I thought that was really sweet. I thought that was really fun. And I think I very much respect how respectful Tanjiro is to the swordsmiths, which just shows that kids, you should treat people right. Be respectful to the people that give you goods and services. And that's my very short speech and very short bonus section.
And now we are here to talk about the movie that came out. I don't remember the movie's name. I watched it on Funimation, so um, I didn't get the whole like theater spiel with it on the ticket and stuff. So I was sitting in my bed and it was like eight at night and I was I was watching it for this episode specifically. I um, don't know what to say about the movie. I had already mentioned before that I did cry at the end of the movie, and I definitely did. And I also really enjoyed the demon with the detachable hand. I very much enjoyed their powers. I thought it was very cool how they trap people in dreams. However, I found it kind of lackluster. Don't come at me, but I was starting maybe like halfway through the movie, I was really wanting to skip through it. I was kind of bored. I felt like the dreams or nightmares or whatever that they were having, some of them were, uh, they were lackluster. They weren't very thought through. I, I think they could have done a much better job with some of them because I feel like they didn't say much about the characters. Even Tanjiro's, I wish they would have done something a little uh, different. Because we all know he loves his family and all that. But I don't know. I, I guess it made sense in the long run. But I don't know. I just didn't really like it. And I did enjoy, though, the children that were, like, enlisted by the demons to go in and shatter their souls, I think. And I liked how, like, the soul planes, I don't even know how you refer to it. I like how they differed from person to person. But I kind of disliked the fact that Tanjiro's was a magical dream wonderland where the thingies led him to uh, write to his soul, which I feel like a uh, bad job, number one. I feel like if I was enlisted by a demon to do the thing, depending on what he promised me, I might just shatter the soul. I'd be like, haha, this was so easy and I might just shatter the soul. I'd like to think that the better part of me would not, but I feel like if I was that kid, I would shatter the soul just saying and i i just don't like how they portrayed him as the perfect beautiful angel like i i think he i think he needs some flaws i find it very annoying that he doesn't have flaws and they like don't want to portray it like he has flaws like he's a little too happy for having his family been slaughtered and then again having to like relive like giving up his family he's just a little too happy his soul's a little too a little too bright a little too pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows like I feel like it should, I, honestly, I, after the movie, I found Tanjiro just a, just a tad bit more annoying. And I found Nezuko just a tad bit more cute. Okay, maybe a lot bit more cute. She was adorable. And uh, that's all I have to say. Ren Goku's dream nightmare thing. Um, I, I liked that because it gave me like a more, a better look into him. But I feel like Zenitsu's and Inosuke's, they were kind of, they were kind of, uh, half-assed if you know what I mean yeah I, I I yeah the only part that I felt real gravity was at that final battle when Rengoku died and then I cried and I was like hmm I feel like I would have cried without the rest of the movie uh because also a lot of the movie felt like forced comedy like I feel like they were trying to give me those like a like uh Gintama vibes you know with the haha funny moments or like fairy tale vibes but it wasn't giving me that. It felt kind of forced. It felt like they were really trying, but I was never laughing. 
at some point, I think I started laughing because I was like, haha, this is so bad. I, why are they doing this? It's like when my sister tries to make a joke, uh, but she can't like make jokes off the top, jokes off the top of her head. Like she's a lot better at doing it. Like just naturally, she's just naturally funny. And it was like that. It was like they were trying to be naturally funny because, you know, it's in the context of an anime. So either way, it's written out. So you can't really be naturally funny in a script. But I felt like they were trying to make their characters come off as naturally funny or like the sequences to come off as like funny. But it wasn't funny to me. I, I wasn't, I didn't think it was funny. I was staring at the screen like, is this supposed to be funny? Anyways, on that note, I shall end it with the statement that I give this movie a three. Mm, uh, mm, eh, I'll be generous. I'll give them a three out of five stars. Uh, and that th- those are my thoughts. But if you really enjoy Demon Slayer, go for it. Watch the movie. You'll cry at the end. We all love a good cry. So I guess watch it if you want. But I don't really recommend it. And here we are to talk about my likes and dislikes about the anime. So, what did I like? I loved the art style, the sound design, and the idea behind the plot. Uh, I did. I thought the art style was so unique. I love how they portrayed the sword styles as like actual water and actual flames, and I loved that the style it was I don't really know how to describe the style I'm not an artist or anything but I really loved that and the sound design was clean and very well thought out which is something I didn't really notice I didn't really look at this until after I watched a review video to get some ideas about things that I may not have noticed until somebody in a video said that they liked the sound design and I was like Mm, I never thought about that. And so when I was going back to watch some of the episodes, um, I realized that the sound design is really cool. And in addition to that, the character designs are cool and unique. Like I wasn't getting like, oh, it's just that other main character boy or that sassy girl or whatever, you know, when you're watching an anime and you're like, oh, it's that character. I never got those sorts of vibes from the character design or even like the way characters acted and stuff, except for maybe uh, a couple of characters. But as overall, as a whole, uh, they did a really good job at like being unique and having this very unique art style. I think it'll be one of those art styles that people remember, like Attack on Titan. Uh, Yeah. And as for my dislikes... Uh, I found a lot of the plot points, a lot of the people forgettable, as you could tell with my very big struggle as this episode went on. For like the first couple of characters, I wrote out actual scripts, like I looked up online what their personalities were, and then I realized that I had actually forgotten everyone, and that was kind of an issue. And so I just started winging it, like, I looked at their pictures online and it was like, uh, this is what I remember from this person and this is what I'm going to say about them. And that's kind of what happened the whole episode. But I find a lot of the plot points kind of forgettable. I forgot a lot of the things that happened uh, except for stuff that happened at the latter end of the show and things that were very like emotionally grounding or like emotionally heavy, like the whole spider demon family was pretty emotionally heavy and I remember that very well but other than that I like forgot everything I remembered I remembered uh like 
again the latter half and I remember the very beginning and other than that I didn't remember much and I had to I found myself looking up people's names and appearances and uh, what they actually did because uh, I forgot and maybe if you're watching it maybe you will understand it better get it more maybe I wasn't paying attention as much as I could have but I did forget a lot of things and I thought that the the plot was kind of like lackluster and like not executed as well as I would have wanted and also my last dislike are the characters I found a lot of the characters really annoying and hard to watch and cringy and maybe that's why I don't remember half of the show because half of the show I was locked under my blanket trying not to look at the cringy moments maybe that's why I don't know maybe I'm too sensitive to things that are cringy maybe you love cringe and if so, this show is for you. But I don't. I I think I don't regret watching it because it was not a bad show by any means, but it was definitely not a great show. It's not going on like my top 10 anime lists or anything like that. But obviously it's popular, so there must be something that people like in the show. And finally, we have a conclusion to wrap up my thoughts about the show and whether or not I think you should watch it. If you are one of those people that's like, I'm only going to watch the most top tier anime that has ever been created and I am going to enjoy the heck out of it. And when I finish, even though I've watched like 50 animes, I've watched 50 amazing animes and I'm not going to be able to decide whether or not to put this on my top 10 list because there were so many amazing animes if you're one of those kinds of people i'd say don't watch this because this is probably if you have very high expectations for the show you're probably not going to like it and i think that might be what happened to me because i had such great expectations because it was so popular everyone was like this show's amazing it's great and then in compared to shows like 86 or no game no life or a comic got kill i was like mm, this is kind of lackluster i'm not putting this on my top 10 list it doesn't compare to these great animes that i've seen I don't get the hype and maybe I was overhyped. Maybe that's what happened. I could see why people liked it, but I really don't think it's as great as people advertise it as. And those are my thoughts. If I was rating this, I might give it like a 3.5 out of 10. It was okay. Those are my thoughts. And on the note of whether or not you should watch it, I think if you are an anime like super fan or whatever like me and you just want to watch all the good like the animes that are good like my hero you know that anime is kind of just okay but like i still watch it all the time because it's my hero or like you know i say go for it but if you're one of those people like who aren't really like anime stands or like you know you're not like yeah anime um then you should just go watch a better show <laughs> I'm totally gonna get if anybody listens to this they're gonna assault me on my Instagram but uh go watch a better show if you wanna if you're looking for something great go watch a better show go look for a show that's a 4.9 out of 10 or something don't watch this show but I'm not saying don't watch it because I watched it and again I don't regret it it's not like when I watched high school DxD and was like why I just wasted my life no, it wasn't like that. I was like, oh, well, I mean, it was okay, I guess. So those are my final thoughts and my conclusion on what I thought about this anime. 
I hope you enjoyed. I, I hope you don't assault me on my Instagram because I know lots of people think this anime is great and that's perfectly fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. But this is my own maybe very crappy opinion about the show. Uh, have a good day, anime lovers or casual anime watchers. I shall see you whenever I decide to post another episode because who knows? It might be another three months from now because I guess I have trouble with commitment. But uh, just to give you a bit of a preview, I am thinking of doing uh, Grimgar Fantasy and Asher in my next episode, and I love that anime. So if you want to hear me, rather than rip on an anime, <laughs> if you want to hear me gush over an anime come watch that episode and if you haven't seen grimgar fantasy and ash come watch that episode because uh that that anime deserves to be more popular because it's amazing anyways have a good day again because i already said it before but then i started rambling have a good day